John Corrales. I know this is a million dollar question, but you, you do this against every team now and, and you keep great, giving credit to other teams and, and they deserve it. But you guys are the constant. How, how do you change it? Is, is there a personnel thing? What is it in this team's personality that yeah. makes this keep happening? Well, again, we're, we just haven't responded to adversity in the middle of games well. You know, again, it's been a – sometimes it's at the start. Sometimes you rightfully noted been in the fourth. We've been great in the fourth the last couple of days because we've been down and we've been coming back. Um, here in the last couple, it's been in the middle. Um, and, you know, we just let go. And we can't do that. Now, that being said, John, I'd, I'd love to say, you know, try person. We're starting – this is the sixth different lineup we've started in the last six games just because of availability, right? So – I don't know how to try personnel until we have our personnel. All right, back with another episode of the Coffee Street Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone, alongside Sean Dutra, Joel Pavone, and fellas, the sky's falling again. The Celtics are losing. People have all the solutions to how to fix this team. People want Brad fired. People want Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to break up. All hell's broken loose, but of course, there's still plenty of basketball left in this regular season, or somewhat plenty of basketball. But I mean, after looking at this team against the Dallas Mavericks and what happened, and this this pattern that we continue to see this team do, where they get into the huge deficit and try to climb themselves back out, and of course, too little, too late was the case against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Uh, to to talk about that, to talk about what happened after the game. When uh, Brad Stevens spoke to the media, we brought in our special guest, John Corrales, who joined us not too long ago. It feels like it was a couple months ago. But again, I feel like we're talking about the same topics here, John. You know, yeah. you asked a really important question after the game. I'll let, I'll let you explain how uh, that that how that went, the, the back and forth between you and Brad Stevens. But I mean, I, I, again, I feel like this season, I mean, it's like a broken record here. We're talking about the same issues with this team. I know. Well, I feel like people always want to talk to me when the sky is falling. Like no one, no one says, "Hey, everything's going great." Let's see what Corrales thinks about when things are going great. No, it's it's <laughs> that's what that's what Corrales comes over. But guys, I also think no, it's all right. We'll, we'll talk to you. News are bad. Don't worry. About I'm it. like I'm like a freaking plumber. You're only calling me when you're you everything's clogged up and you your 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 shins and sewage. You, you need me to come over and try to figure out how to clean this thing up. And you don't even uh, get a Christmas card at the end of the year, you know? No, I don't. I'm not one of the self-made nicknames, but I think you just gave yourself a nickname there, Corrales. So there you the go. The plumber? plumber. <laughs> I, thought, yes. I thought that was Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, okay. So, Brad was very clearly pissed off after the game. And what you saw is about as angry as Brad Stevens is going to let himself get. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's, like that's as bad as it gets, right? Right. He's not going to he's not gonna be like, you know, there are some coaches who will call guys out by name and say, Hey, look, Jason Tatum needs to stop complaining to the refs or, or, or this and that. Like he has almost never called out any one person by name in that context. Right. So he speaks in generalities and we have to guess and say when he talks about guys getting down and not having the resolve, it's, you know, there, you, you've got to go back and rewatch the film and be like, yeah, well, you know, Tatum, Tatum had a, a bad stretch here and he's kind of like the head of the snake for the Celtics. And, and he's not the only one at all, but you, you have these, um, 
these, these opportunities to kind of say, okay, well, what's the problem here? What, what's he talking about? And, and one of the things that I asked him was like, well, how much of this is on you? And he did what any coach is supposed to do and be like, Hey, it's all on me because it's my team. I'm coaching. It. But personally, I don't think that it's all on the coach. And he made the point that the things that a coach can do, that's even taken out of his hands because guys are out six straight different starting lineup because guys right. are out guys have been in COVID. So it was, it was an uncomfortable post game, definitely more uncomfortable than past losses. Uh, Jalen was a little, you know, he, you know, he had that moment after one of my questions where he was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Right. You know? right. Um, and, and Marcus smart is pretty open about stuff. And he's like, look, we want to do better. We really do want to do better. I just don't know what, what's, what the cause is here, which may be worse. Right. So John, just based off that, like, you know, Boston fans and Boston media always will overreact at the first sign of trouble. Do you feel like that loss last night then, because we saw frustrations boiling over from, you know, star players and the coach, is this the point of the season that you think we're going to look back on whether it goes good or whether it goes bad um, as sort of the defining moment of the season where, you know, obviously they didn't play, they they've struggled all year, but we haven't seen this type of act, this type of attitude from them and these type of responses from them. So do you feel like that, that's a, that's a sign to you that, that either right now they're about to go on a stretch where they look like the like world beaters or, or they're about to pack it in? Well, you know, when we look at defining moments of the season, I mean, I feel like we have one of these defining moments every three games, you yeah. know? And, and so this, this isn't, uh, I would say, a defining moment. It's, it's just another, um, another example of another, another symptom of, of the whole problem. So this isn't... Um, a, a normal season anyway. And this isn't a normal problem. I think that you would, you would have with these guys. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like a lot of this doesn't make any sense. And right. which is why I think it fuels the, the reactions that it does. Like if they were always supposed to be bad, people would be like, yeah, well they suck. And you know, they, they were supposed to suck and, and that was it. Right. But what they're going through and, and last night was, one of the more disappointing performances simply because they look, they were home. They had an extra day. Like it's not like it was that first game back from the road trip. This was going to be the game where, Hey, yeah, sure. Maybe they would have lost, but they're going to come out and they're going to play hard. And they did come out and play hard at first. Like they gave up 30 points in the first quarter. Not great, but they, they still scored 25. They were down five. That was not a big deal. Luca went berserk in the second quarter, but they 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 could have they could have um, withstood that better. And so the, and and this is the heart of it. Why is it that they fold so easily mm. when the pressure's on? Which I That's, love that Brad pointed that out. I love that he made sure that everyone's like we're all on the same page. We we all noticed that too, Brad. I'm glad you noticed that too. <laughs> right. You know, it's only, I mean, you can't, you can't deny it. You can't right. say, uh, but this was just another piece of evidence. So I wouldn't say that this, 
And, and a lot of times we don't know what the defining moment of the season is until the season's over. And we can sit here and say, Hey, maybe it, maybe it is like if they, if they have a come to Jesus, if they have a, a shoot around in the morning and like, they all, they, they finally decide like, Hey, you know, enough of this, enough of, enough of all of the crap that we've been going through. We're ready to, we're ready to change this. Then, Hey, then you can sit there and say, this, this was, this was a turning point. This was the lowest point and, and they bounced back and, but I have no confidence in that. Does anybody have confidence that they are going to figure it out? Like, I, I actually think this is going to go the other way, honestly, as I think that we're going to look at this season and say like, you know, we were, we were sort of teetering up until this point, but then that Mavericks lost, man, when everyone, when everyone lost their mind after the game, that was when, that was when things really went off the rails. I mean, there's like a, there's like a, I'm going to give it a 75% chance to go bad because I'm, sure <laughs> I'm I, and this is John and I and Sway and Joel could attest. I had this team in the NBA finals this year and I'm now, <laughs> I'm you really did. This is an absolute <laughs> dumpster fire at this point. And, and I, the next game is going to tell me everything, but. You know, I think That's, that was a bold prediction. I got to tell you. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Sean, just say, just say Eastern but, Conference Finals. You don't have to go that far. Relax. You know, by the way, this was before James <laughs> Harden went to the Nets, but okay. I, I run my case. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but I mean, I, I have to agree with John though, in terms of like this not being a quote, normal season. It's not an excuse, but I feel like the whole uh, get rid of Brad narrative is I think it would make more sense if this was a, quote, normal season, if you had time to practice and, you know, you're trying to incorporate new pieces. But yet it's, it seems like it's the end of the world. I know there are only two games under 500. Uh, it's only been, what, four games since the trading deadline. There are two and two since the uh, additions. But I feel like this home stretch, this uh, home, this uh, homestand will, quote, break or make the season, I feel like. Or save the season, yeah. rather, rather, rather speaking. Right. Yeah. This this was this was going to be the the defining stretch. Like, and and I said that coming into it. This is the 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 time where we figure out. Like, if you can't if you can't win, if they can't turn it around now at home, no more travel, no more excuses. Like, I mean, obviously the same excuses from before still exist, but. Um, that's if they can't, if they can't get through this playing better and making a move, then they won't. Then it's just clear that they won't because this is what six, five more games and they'll have 19 games left. They've got to win four or five of these next games to, to really kind of say, Hey, we've turned this around. We're on the right path. They have no choice. Um, I I mean, and they they do have a choice, but I mean, if they want to turn it around, they don't. Um, I, I do want to rail against the whole idea can't, that can't, Brad. <laughs> no, no, I want to, I want to rail against the excuses no, concept. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. But no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because a lot of people will, will be like, Oh, that's just an excuse. No excuses. Like right. that's, that's a bunch of crap. Okay. Like I, you can explain things and say, Hey, this is, this is how it is, and this is having an impact, without saying that this absolves people of responsibility. 
I can say that this is harder. Like if I'm running a marathon and you're running a marathon and I have to wear a 10 pound vest and run in loafers and people go, why, why did you suck in the marathon? I'm like, well, I had to run a 10, you know, I, had, I was wearing loafers. I had a, a vest on there. No excuses. Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? No excuses. I got to This is legit, man. He's had a disadvantage. The Celtics had the most, they're the most impacted team by COVID. That that means something. That's a fact. That's not. That's not a fact. And people don't lead with that. With that. With that fact. You know, they don't want to talk about the situation. Start from the short turnaround. I'll 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 lay it out for them. The odds. The odds were against them for overachieving this year. Now they shouldn't be this bad. Okay, I'll say that up front for anybody that might be listening. They shouldn't have been this bad, but the odds were stacked against them because. In last year's playoffs, the NBA was planning uh, to come back around January, February. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Day, they wanted yeah. Right. So they, as the Celtics were making their plans for the offseason, that's what they were thinking of. Okay? So you put Kemba Walker on a strengthening program. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring him back in January. You have time to figure out like if you if you're coming back in january then there's an off season that maybe in december you have this much time you're you're trying to figure out like all right what what's what's our uh salary structure going to be right. you have the the gordon hayward thing well then the gordon hayward thing happens fast because of the condensed off season and so danny Ainge doesn't have enough time to negotiate like a normal trade all of a sudden just happens super super quick so Whatever we say that Danny should have done, whatever, different opinions there. But it does change the dynamic because Gordon Hayward now leaves. And while he's making this decision, free agents are starting to go off the board. And the season starts in December now. And now we know that Kemba Walker is not coming back until January, which should have been the start of the season. So what does Danny Ainge do? I need a ball handler. Let me get Jeff Teague. Like, you think Jeff Teague was going to be the guy that he signed regardless veteran minimum. You think he would have gone with Jeff Teague if Kemba was going to be back and healthy? I don't nope. think so. No, probably not. You know? <laughs> no. So yeah. that's, that's a mistake that Danny H made a mistake and maybe he should have seen something else coming, but he, he kind of rushed into a bad purchase. We've all done that, right? You maybe buy a, a car. That's a lemon. You'd be like, Oh, I should have done more research. Uh, the Tristan Thompson thing, I think, is also, uh, I think, it was an overreaction to la- the, the playoffs last year, and that that's the biggest biggest failure of the offseason. Right, and so that's. <laughs> but again, now who who would have been there under a normal offseason? And then the, the the short turnaround and and all of that, the the toll it took on on these guys doesn't give Aaron Neesmith any time. He hadn't played basketball in a year. Now he's got no real training camp. He comes out, he, he, you know, was coming off an injury. Tristan was coming in with an injury. Uh, Grant Williams doesn't have an offseason to work on any elements of his game. No, They're league. playing him at the four. They're playing him at the three. And now you're just basically saying, hey, play a new position without having any offseason, without being able to go to summer league and being like, hey, we're thinking, you know, we just had our draft. We just had our free agency. We're going big. We're going to need you to play the three or the four. Let's get you to the summer league. Where you're going to play the three, 
and then let's give you an off-season workout program to get you prepared to play for the play the three. And these are the skills that we're going to need you to develop. You know, these dribbling skills, this and that, and have two, three months to develop that stuff and come in with the knowledge. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. He doesn't have that. You know, I can keep going on and on and on with with guys that were impacted by the lack of an off season and the way things went. Right. So. All of these things are issues right now, and this is, this is how they manifest themselves. Now, all of that said, the Celtics are just absolutely piss poor at handling these issues, and that's, that's where we yep, have I'm, the problem. Yeah. 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 So, so to sound, there are excuses that are valid. There are, there are influences that are valid, and then there are things that are like the Celtics need to figure out. Yeah, basically, like on the fly, that you could just, based on everything that we've seen, especially over the last month, uh, like this roster or, or a big chunk of this roster was kind of put together on the fly, and and the inconsistence, the inconsistent starting lineups, the inconsistent lineups, period of, of who's you don't know who's going to be in or out because of COVID or injuries, and that's that's playing a big part. Again, you don't want to sound like it's a it's an it's an excuse, but there's a lot of factors that go into this 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 shitty season. Pretty much, I, I under, and I understand all of that, but like I'm looking, I'm looking at the the Nuggets, right? Two young players, got, you know, one one of them got off to a slow start, Jamal Murray, but they they figured it out, you know, and and <laughs> they've and also so- got Jokic, yeah, that's an MVP, MVP candidate, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like <laughs> thank you, MVP, Jokic by the way. figured it out, think, you know what I mean? Couldn't Tatum be an MVP candidate at this point? I mean, he's 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 no. he's like one year behind. Oh. No, no, sorry. No, yeah. Coming into that, the season, I expected more out of Tatum uh, uh, taking a more leadership role. But I I'm just we, saying, we overlooked that he's, he's still young, Sean. You know, like yeah, he's been deep in the playoffs, but was he the number one guy on that team? You know, everyone talks about that. This is that one year where it's not even a question. Yes, this is his team, and he's the number one option, but it's the first year he's walked into a season with that narrative. And I don't necessarily think that's the biggest – that's far from the, an issue on this team this season, for this year's team, right? Yep. I, I'm, I'm more concerned about right now moving forward is that have, have these guys just completely – are they even listening to Brad anymore? You know, I, I think that's my concern because – I'll tell you, and I'm glad you brought this up, Corrales, uh, about Jalen, because your question, I think, is just, like, I don't know what it is, man. Like, the last season and a half, it's like, there's like a couple of you guys or a few, a few of that that will come in with those hard questions, you know? It's hard to get a question in, you know, I, I try when I can, but when you, I feel like Jalen knows you're going to come in hard, hard with that question. He was a little defensive, and I'll let you, I'll <laughs> let you, you know, I'll, I'll let you answer how that how that felt, you know, between back and forth, because obviously you, you've spoken to him in the past and, and I feel like last night was, was significantly different, but the quote that stood out to me the most was when he talked about the last year's teams or, you know, how things were before and the things are different now. Well, can you give us a little context in there, Jalen? So like, I, I think when Jalen starts talking like that, at least it's better than the, uh, no response. Well, no, what was it? Uh, no comment, right? That yeah. was go to before, at least he's, he's gotten past that, gotten over that. I think they, I think they spoke to him about that. So now we're getting these clouded thoughts, open-ended thoughts, and we're, it's, it's hard to decipher. Where, where do you fall on this? Where, what, how did it, how was it translated for us? You know, how did it yeah. sound to you? You know, what, what was Jalen saying? So, I mean, I hear Jalen saying, and the quote is, you know, this year, this is a new year, a new team. New we got year, a, di- yeah, right. a right. different level of response than we had in the past. 
Celtics basketball is about scrapping, scrapping. getting after guys defensively one through five, and we haven't had that in the starting lineup or starting unit or off the bench. Um, and so he says in a bat in, in years past, we have, um, I think Jalen Brown has things to say, and I don't know where Jalen's issue lies, mm-hmm. but there's, there's something because going on. Right. You, you go back, you go back to the no comments and you talk, I think a lot of it was like, Hey, lack of ball movement. chemistry stuff. Yeah. It's always, chemistry you know, questions. no comment, no comment. And then again, you, you get a chemistry question and he sort of gives you this like, Oh, well things were better before. And now things are like this and still nothing. Right. Like, okay. I, I'm looking it up as we speak. Uh, he was asked a question about being on the, on the, on the same page after the first action breaks down. And he said, no comment. Yeah. I think Jared asked that. Yeah. I remember that one. Okay. Right. Um, and then he said, then, then he was asked, Hey, uh, the ball movement was bad. What happened? And he says, no comment. So two questions about the offense. Directly about chemistry. That, ball movement, yeah. Yeah. And then last night we're talking about the, the response, the poor response, but like, so when we're talking about offense, we're talking about ball movement. He doesn't want to single anybody out. Okay. And then I don't want to make this into one guy versus the other. So I'm not going to start speculating into what I think it might be or, or might not be. Uh, but the reason I asked the question that I asked last night, which was, uh, and I understand from his perspective, might have been like a bit annoying because every question was some version of, hey, why do you guys still suck? Why can't you, you figure suck? this out? You know? <laughs> and he's like, right, right. And, and I think that's part of why he was like, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm right. answering it all different ways. But the way I phrased my question was um, basically, are, are guys not able to handle new roles this year? Because everybody's, you know, it's the same people mm-hmm. from year to year, but the team is different from year to year. Like, and that's hard for, I think, people to understand. Um, and I think having, you know, when you play on a team, you understand that each year the dynamics change. So you can still have the same, the same core guys. It doesn't mean that they're all going to have the same core feelings about what they should be. Uh, their contract situations could be different. Their, um, you know, trade rumors are floating around. Injuries, off-the-court stuff, different things. You know, like this, everybody comes into a season feeling a little differently about themselves. And look, just like any of us, right? And when I, you know, two years ago, did I feel the way I do about myself now? No, you grow each year. Mm-hmm. You grow, you, you come up with a little, a little new wrinkle to your personality. Things change. Right. And so that's, that's kind of the heart of what I was trying to, to get to. Sometimes it's hard to ask these questions and, and phrase them the right way, but Especially I'm wondering, yeah, like I'm wondering like, Hey, you know, basically Jalen's a leader. Um, J- Jalen's a leader on this team. And Tatum's a leader on this team, and they weren't quite in this role last year. What is, is that? Is that an issue, or or what? Like that's so. Anyway, so we had this this tense kind of thing that not not between us, but <laughs> he he's frustrated. Yeah. And and look, I will say that the I just players, think, I just think when when he hears when he hears Brandon goes. John Corrales, he's like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> you can't see it. 
he got the mask on. You can't see it, but he's like this mother. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, and 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 maybe, and maybe, and and like, like I I really am trying to ask maybe some more specific questions. Um. Mm-hmm. And and look, I I come at it from a different perspective than I think other people in the media. Mm-hmm. And the tone of my questions, I think is a little different and you know, that's not to say it's better than anybody else's or worse than anybody else's. It's, right. I come at right. it from, uh, a, and, and I'm much more of a direct kind of guy anyway, I think. So I'm trying to figure things out. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure this out for, for everybody. And right. like, if, if, if you're not going to get the, if you're not going to ask the question, you're not going to get the answer. Mm-hmm. And, but, but here's the thing, like the, I think players see this relationship between us and them as adversarial. And, and if I may just go on a little bit of a thing here about the perception of the media, the media is a catch-all. Like they see the media and I think they, whatever they see on Twitter, whatever they see on TV, whatever they hear in radio, they, they just automatically lump everybody together. And it's just not that it's, that's not what we all are. Like those of us on the beat are not the radio hosts. Um, and they lump us all together. They do. Um, and so that when they hear things, when they hear people crapping all over them on Twitter, um, when they see people like, I don't know, blogs or one of those, like, uh, aggregation, social media sites. Yeah, it's yeah. like they are um, lumping it all in together. So they think that the whatever NBA central thing that shares some quote from somebody uh, somewhere, they, they just think that we're all in it together. And, mm-hmm. and that, that Jalen probably, you know, other than knowing my name and I don't know how much he knows about me, he probably thinks that I'm just asking for these, these questions to find a headline, to get clicks, and mm-hmm. to move on. And like that's that's how some people are. But my motivation is just talking about basketball and getting quite like I'm trying to ask the questions that people want to hear the answer to. So I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. it can get tense. I, I players don't like us. Um and I think I think they feel like we have an agenda. Well, and, well, hold on, but but when when things are good though, they they're, they're different. They're very friendly, right? They like you a lot because they they know you know you, you're gonna you're gonna put that headline. You're gonna go with the with the narrative that they want to hear. So I think when things are bad, I think that's when things get different. But yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Finish your talk. No, no, yeah, no, no, go no ahead. please. No, I was just gonna say about Jalen Brown because I, I agree with you a hundred percent and. I call it the Kyrie factor that's really affecting the NBA, but that's just me because I'm a Kyrie hater. But either way, um, Jalen Brown in particular this year, a little more defensive. Do you think it has anything to do with his career year matching with the Celtics underperforming? Because I sort of do. I feel like this is the year that Jalen Brown's found his pride in the NBA and obviously made an all-star team for the first time. And it's obviously, honestly, the worst season that he's been a part of for the for the Celtics, pretty much. I mean, 
Do you think that has a? Do you think he's feeling that type of frustration right now? Um, and maybe that's coming out when 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 quest, hard questions are being asked. That he's having a career year and they suck. Well, I I don't know that those two dots are connected. Um, I don't know what's going on in his head. Um, and look, some of it may be off the court stuff. Um, some of it might be, you know, might be related to what you're saying. Like maybe he wants more recognition. Maybe he thinks he should be the number one guy. I, I don't know. Possibly. Um, it, it's, he's a young guy. Jason Tatum's a young guy. I think, I think both of them are trying to figure their, their own points out in the league. And like, I think that I don't know what's happening between them. They, they seem to like each other. Doesn't seem to be any sort of, any sort of problem. One thing that I am worried about is the unique nature of this, um, this season puts a, a, a type of pressure on these guys that first of all, they, they didn't expect and they don't, obviously don't know how to deal with. And I don't want to see something long-term come out of this when it's, it's not like a real, a real problem. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and, and that's like my number one question from this season is it, the overarching thing. I've had to ask one single question to encapsulate what we're looking for here is how much of this is real. And how much of this is a function of the weird season? Because if it's a function of the weird season, then it shouldn't be an issue next season. Right. 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 If it's real, then it's a problem that needs to be fixed. And so like Jason Tatum complaining to the refs and all that, so that needs to be fixed. Okay. The, the types of shots, the shot selection needs to be fixed, but some of these collapses, some of this stuff that, needs to like is is this 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 softness of this team is that really real or are they just so exhausted that they they don't have it and they can't find it and everything's piling up and they can't figure it out like that that's part of the thing and so you know are are, is it possible that Jalen and Jason are like kind of like talking to one another and be like, Hey, you know, I, I should have gotten the ball here. Or I should have gotten the ball there. Like maybe, maybe somebody is, is, is holding the ball too long. Or maybe Jalen is saying, um, Hey, I just, I just had 13 points in that quarter. Give me a couple of shots to start the fourth, you know, like yeah. all of these stuff, all of this stuff is possible. Um, and, and it may not be an issue. Because that stuff ends up getting resolved. Like, but without, look, without practice time, without team activities, without something as simple as being able to go to a movie together, go to a restaurant together, like that's my fear that these little things that, are, that come up every season with everybody everywhere, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem like it's a, a gigantic problem, but things that, are fixable with simple blow off some steam activities and things like that. They're not getting that. And 
I don't want that to plant a bad seed. Um, if I have any fear from this season, it's that. Mm. Interesting. Mm. No, I mean, because I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think he does have a, 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 he brings up a good point when it, it comes to the fact that, you know, chemistry has always been a big part of the Brad Stevens teams, right? It's not necessarily always about one guy or two guys, it's about everyone. And when they play as a quote team, that's usually when they get their 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 best results. My question though, John, is how much of the how much of of uh, like the the not defined roles plays a factor into all of this? Because I I feel like you know Jalen and, and and Tatum came into this season not realizing that they would have to play more of a of a of a distributor role at times versus someone like Kemba being there consistently and. Him running, running things, that sort of speak. What, 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 do you, what do you think about that? About that, just the roles in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that maybe they, and this goes back to the circumstance of everything. Like if Kemba had been here from the beginning, and maybe if if some guys were healthy and um, they you know, were able to do more ball movement type stuff um, and, and set the tone at the beginning, then yeah. Um, I think that there's certainly some level of these guys feeling that they have to do everything themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, that. I, think, I think that's where the I, frustration comes from. Yeah. Right. Like there's such a ISO heavy offense, right? They're just the, the biggest complaint of the offense this season is that they're ISO heavy. And so why are they ISO heavy? Because maybe they feel like they need to be like, yeah, you need to, um, you need to be better and you need to move the ball and all of that stuff, but also who are you passing the ball to? So I think, I think that that needs to be <laughs> yeah. considered like they don't trust their teammates and that's a problem yeah. because Brad's offense requires them to trust their teammates. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man, great stuff. John Corrales. Oh, you know what? It's funny, John, you were talking about how uh, earlier you're like, Man, I can go on and on. I'm like, man, well, he's got a daily podcast, you know. I didn't, I didn't bring that up. Locked on, home the locked <laughs> on podcast. Uh, author, new author. I want to let you. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about your book signing coming up. I know you got that coming up soon. Uh, and, and also, of course, writer at a uh, Boston Sports Journal. Um, and of course, you can subscribe uh, when you head over to BostonSportsJournal.com. There's a promo code of that, Corrales, if I'm not mistaken. Promo code is Corrales. How about that? Hey, there you go. Beautiful. See, I knew it. I knew it. I've been, I've been in this business long enough. I know how it works. I remember. I remember. There you go. There you go. <laughs> how do you spell the last name? For those K-A-R-A-L-I-S. Okay. <laughs> John said that. Like, I got this. I know this one, guys. <laughs> I, I that, that much I know. You, you, you spell it the Greek way, not the, not the Latin way. <laughs> the Boston Celtics all-time all-stars is the name of the book. Uh, guys, definitely check that out. Again, he's the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. And check out his work at uh, Boston Sports Journal. And always fun to talk basketball. Talk Celtics with John Corral. So I appreciate you stopping by our Causeway. My pleasure. Appreciate and, it. Anytime. And, and wait, I, I'm sorry. I got to ask this one question. This will be a simple answer. How did Marcus Smart mess up that free throw at the end? <laughs> That's I mean, what you're thinking about right now. That's what you're thinking about. No, if anybody, yeah. if anybody in the Celtics, you know, could have, could have, you know, uh, handled that, it would have been him, right? In terms of knowing That's you got to hit the rim. That's what I yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I thought it was just Tatum, but yeah, I guess it's smart that that doesn't know that enough. I guess they don't know the, the force, the force that goes behind slamming the ball that hard against the, the backboard. If there's anybody who knows how to miss a shot, it's Marcus Smart, right? Um, that's now it's you know, it's such a you know he could do that a hundred times in a row in practice, and then it's just uh, he flubs it in the. You know, in in reality, you do it too fast. You get a little bit too much adrenaline there. Yeah, that thing sailed on them. Yeah, yeah. happens. Sucks. Oh man, Craig. if they want somebody to be the designated missed free throw guy, I've missed plenty of my life. I can go there, sign a ten day, and do it for him, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost took it as like, oh, this is Marcus Smart. The pressure's on. Everyone in the building knows what he's about to do, and he's just like. Well, you guys think I'm just gonna do it soft? No, I'm gonna do it like this, and then he just got too, he got too excited. Right, right. <laughs> too much force at the end. <laughs> because everybody knows you're gonna do it. Right. You gotta be like, okay, when I'm gonna do it now. Oh. <laughs> he was trying to, he was trying to pull that in the All Star Game thing, but he threw it off. But he caught it and dunked it, man. That's <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe he could have shot it from half court, like that would have hit the rim. <laughs> oh man, half court is off the rim every time. Because if it's one of those scenarios where you're like, he could miss it on purpose, but he doesn't have to, then it's different. But yeah, yeah. Like, everyone saw it coming. Everyone saw it coming. I didn't, I didn't mean to extend it, but that thing's been sitting me for however many hours it's been. I, yeah, it's been crazy. Thank you, John. You helped him through that. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Krause. We'll talk soon. Take care. Okay. See you guys. Awesome time. Thanks. This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts before we get into uh Looking ahead. No, there's no before, man. What you got? Hurry up. <laughs> really, really quickly, really quickly to, to that point. I sometimes wonder, I think Tatum will be fine because I think Tatum sort of ignores a lot of stuff. But is Tatum Brown going to be able to deal with the Boston pressure and media? Like, you know, okay, you're having, you're, you have a five game losing streak. Boston's going to come at you like, this is the worst thing that ever happened. Are you going to be able to deal with that? You know what I mean? Like, is he that, is he that type of guy? You know what I mean? Because that, that, that shit ain't changing. I don't care who's in the beat, who's on the radio. That shit ain't changing. The fans, first game back, the fans. Well, I, think the big, I think the biggest difference between Tatum and Brown, not just off the court, just from how the how, how everyone perceives the Celtics from the outside, is that, oh, no, Tatum is full-fledged number one. Like Even the people who are like, no, Jalen's right there. He's 1A, 1B. It's never going to be Jalen's 1A and Tatum's 1B. And that's why I feel like if this team, and, and listen, I'm talking about like down the road, whether we're talking next year, the year after that, whatever, yeah. the next year or two, if, yeah, if this team remains to be a 500 team, like what's to say, who, who's to say Jalen Brown's not going to say, you know what, guys, 
I think I'm good here. Or Tatum's gonna, or Tatum's gonna say, look, like something needs, we need to change because between the cap space that's gonna be tied in to, to, to Kemba and, and to, to those two max deals. And of course, you're trying to keep up with the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Like something's got to give here. Yeah. I do think Kemba, Kemba is a, is a huge, uh, in the offseason, the number one priority should be for Dan trade Kemba, bro. Because, like, like, I, but you know, we'll, we'll get into that later, man. So let's just look ahead. Like, that's the thing. I just wanted to get into this episode, talk about specifically the what happened after the game. And I'm, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, all right, all right. Well, we've been re- revisiting this stuff over and over again all season long. Man. Same pattern. With the team. Frustrating. Yeah. These motherfuckers are still listening, you know? Well, they listen to me because they went one and three, just like I told them. Just like I told you. <laughs> you know you're mad, Ducha. Ducha was trying. You were you were screaming at your TV, hoping that they go two and two. You you wanted them to come back and, and beat the Mavericks so damn bad. Yo, I only wanted them to beat the Mavericks because my my uh, nephew is named Luca, and I had to text my brother last night at halftime and be like, "Your namesake game, bro, right?" The Celtics, and he's like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Damn it, he's not even watching a goddamn game, Sonny." Has been- <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, why?" Bro, he goes, bro, "Televised and put it on." Oh, uh, oh right. anyway, and, and by the way, they went they went two and two. They didn't go one and three. No, they went one and three, man. <laughs> nah, man, they beat they beat the they beat the almighty uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, bro. They went one and three. <laughs> Nope, they beat the Bucks and the Thunder, and then they lost. Yeah, no, I give them props for that Bucks game, even though even though it was a low key trap game. So wait, who the fuck was right? Who the fuck was right, motherfucker? Not you, motherfucker. You said they were going to lose. You said they were going to lose on on Greek Independence Day. You said they were going to lose, and they won. Why? Why? Why didn't you correct me? Because it damn well felt like they went one and three. That's why. I just assumed I picked four and zero. I didn't know I did one and three. All right, you got to tell us who they're playing, or is season done? Do they just? You know what? I I actually thought, I actually thought that Sway was just going to say the next five games in like one sentence and sort of ruin. I haven't done that in years. No, you did it last episode. Actually, oh, I stopped right. No, I think I went. No, you I, did. I went you, the Bucks game. I think that you, was you fucked it up. All right. Either way, Celtics Rockets at home. So all of these games are going to be at home, guys. And 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 my biggest thing was the Celtics needed to go five and two or six and one on the seven game road uh, homestand, and now they gotta go fucking five and zero oh to make it anything possible. <laughs> We're gonna run out, including the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, always did trying, Doug. But uh, Jay Sean Tate and the Rockets come to Boston if they don't uh, beat the goddamn Rockets. Goddamn Rockets. If if they don't beat the Rockets, man, the season's done. This is the the you know I asked Corrales Chuck, about Chuck, Chuck. I asked I asked <laughs> Yo Migos, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Chuck game, Chuck game. Why does why hasn't a rapper come out with a song called Trap Game? <laughs> trap game, trap game, trap game, trap game. Yeah, you just should be all over there. Yeah, but they, yeah, you just should be all over Trap Game. Yeah, but that yeah. phrase is in every other song, so it's just like. Just assume that there's a song already called that. But like, but like, imagine if the, imagine if like a hardcore trap like rapper came out with a trap game song, but talked about like the NBA schedule, <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers versus the uh, New Orleans Pelicans on Tuesday in New Orleans. You know, 
Trap game, trap game, trap game. Trap game, trap game, trap game, trap game. When, yeah. they, when, they, when they shut down your superstar, trap game. <laughs> <laughs> when the other team is worse than you are, trap game. Pusovic <laughs> traded, trap game. Yo, we could rap nowadays, I'm telling you, man. It doesn't take a lot to be a rapper nowadays. <laughs> All right. That could be our pick. It could be NBA, NBA information through beats. Through beats. <laughs> I said through. I think beats. we would. I think we would get crucified for being the corniest motherfuckers in the world. If we oh, no question, we'll, we'll get clowned more than uh, that'll be our fame. We'll be clowned for just be clowned for making terrible music, and then we could just turn into like the insane NBA clown posse. We might get that Jesus Romero interview though. That'd be worth it. It'd be all worth it. Yo, shout out to Jesus Romero. They're back with a vengeance. Jesus Romero spot. What's this? Yo, virtual? I'll take it. I'll take it. No, <laughs> they, they, they have been, they have been funnier this year than they ever have been. And Mero's been, Mero's been fucked up. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just because his name is Jesus, it's not the Dominican one. No, I, it's Mero. I get confused. I get confused. Okay. A couple years ago, you said we, we finally got you to stop saying uh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be all put some extra Dominican on it, like nah, bro, it's, it's, it's Jesus. That's how he likes it, <laughs> and 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 it's the black guy. He's De, not the Dominican. Jesus and Mero, Mero, yeah, Mero. <laughs> Put the accent on the O. <laughs> oh, <Mero. You> <laughs> like Romel. <laughs> but for real, for real, Sway, so I don't know if you think this, but. I'm laughing harder this year than I ever have at any other time. I've oh, been. yeah. And, and remember in the beginning, it was different because they, they had to adjust it to, to yeah. being so doing virtual. But now now they're fine. They're great. Yeah. They're, now they're just like, you know what? Actually, we can do whatever the fuck we want to say. You were yeah. fun. Podcasting again, you know? Right. They're podcasting again. That's what they're doing. Because they, they got that clout now. So, yeah. uh, uh, anyways. Uh, uh, is this going to play the Rockets or what's going on? Yeah. So, so, who's the best player on the Rockets right now? I don't know. I'm kind of tired of breaking down this. This terrible matchup. Who who was they playing? Um, I, I, this is this is a general question. John Who's Wall. John Wall when he's healthy. No, I'm talking about healthy Tate. right now. Oh, Tate. Tate. Yeah. Jayshon Tate. Jayshon Tate. If the Celtics don't fucking beat Jayshon Tate in the Rockets, then we got a fucking problem. <laughs> well, he's not the he's not the whole squad, Sean. All right. Yes, he is. All right. Next, the next game on Sunday is not a matinee, which is nice. It's nice. It's not a matinee. It's a you got to leave with that for Celtics fans. Well done. There you go. Six p.m. Sunday start. But there's a chance. Against, there is a chance. It's against. It's against the team we don't want to fucking see right now. But it's, it's, still, it's still an early game. It's the fucking team that we don't want to fucking see. Terry Rozier, motherfucker. We don't want to see a Gordon Haywood. We don't want to see them right now. We don't want to see oh, them. Wait, wait. Right don't now. forget, Brad Wanamaker has been traded there too. Both the league is living large, and Brad Wanamaker. Brad's like, Brad's like, you got rid of me for no one, essentially? Yo, they should come out to the uh, NWO music, yo, black and white. Bam, bam, bam. bam. <laughs> throwing, throwing up the fucking, uh, the, uh, the wolf pack. The wolf pack. <laughs> you, see the, you see the throwback, uh, <laughs> you see the throwback Scary Terry highlights from that playoff series? Yeah, <laughs> yo. No, I may, I may, I may go to this game. I may go to this game where I'm going to tribute video. I bet, you know, they better give him a tribute video. All right, that one's a good one. You know what, All though? Right. Okay. This is going to sound a little crazy. <laughs> Yo, you say that every time. <laughs> but 
if the Celtics just would have kept Terry Rozier. No, oh, okay, all right. No, we're not doing Sean's play and revisit right, it. No, yeah. I'm doing I'm, that. I'm about, to, I'm about to head out, yo. Yeah. Sean's play. I'm not here for that. That's yeah. not what I'm. And we would be in a better situation right now. We would be, and you know it, and you fucking know it. You fucking save the trash, it. Save the trash for after hours where people yeah, can pay for this for crap. You and, fucking and, know it. And, 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 and your plan also included Al Horford. So, yeah, that didn't happen. All right? Yeah, Continue. It would have been nice if it did. It would have been nice if it did because I don't need Kemba Walker on this team, okay? Give me oh Kemba Rozier and Al Horford. Let's go. I wish I could introduce this guy to 2019, Sean Duce. He would, he would lose it on this guy. Right? Yeah, I really would. That guy was so excited for Kemba. I, I I was, and then Kemba has disappointed. Ah, my in his hands. Are we done here? Are these, these playing? Oh, no, you said the Hornets. All right. All right, so we got four games. We got four games. So you got the Rockets, you got the Hornets, and the Hornets on a Sunday. Celtics on a Sunday, not that great, but it's not a bad night. It's at 6 p.m., and it's at the Garden. Uh, a Joel Embiid list. Hopefully, 76ers come up on Tuesday. Uh-oh. and. The- we got a back-to-back at home against the 76ers and the New York Nets. New York Knicks. Nets, huh? I just, yeah, you said the, the New, New York, York Nets, bro. You might as well yeah. just say New Jersey Nets next time. Yeah, seriously. Why don't you just be a boomer dude. like the rest of us? For real, yo. You're play- they're playing the Continental Arena that day, too? <laughs> the IZOD <laughs> Center? Well, <laughs> the IZOD Center. <laughs> you know, yeah. IZOD Center. Not again, bro. I'll fucking Google it right the now. The metal ends, yo. What, what, what happened to the deal, yo? You, you didn't get no, you didn't get no promo from from Isaac. They said fuck you and your and your your whack yo, ass your whack ass presentation. I'm bullshit. I'm bullshit that Isaac has not reached out yet. And I I, I, I will write to the CEO. I will write to the CEO tonight. He's like, buy some merchandise first, then we'll talk. <laughs> it's like Sean. He's gonna have to the arena, but he probably has a frame somewhere. For real. For real. It's like we actually track we actually track every Izod purchase, and you've never bought one piece of Izod <laughs> firmware ever, know? ever. No, no one from the Ducha family ever has bought a piece not, of merchandise. Even when they sell them at Marshalls for fifty percent off, we track it, and there's not been one Ducha credit yeah, card swiped. Yeah. The Pavone family, though, that's a different story. <laughs> Yo, Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin. Bad <laughs> <laughs> shirts. <laughs> oh, yo, who are the, who's fucking something's playing next, bro? That's it, bro. That's it for this week. We got the Rockets, Hornets, Sixers, and Knicks all at home. Rockets, Hornets, Sixers, and Knicks all at home. Think about what I just fucking said. Two and two. Rockets with nobody. Hornets are just the Hornets. The 76ers without Embiid and the Knicks, the fucking Knicks at home. If the Celtics can't go four and zero on this homestand, bro, homestand where they've already lost bro, two. Bro, other than the no, no, it's other than the Rockets, listen, 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 okay? listen other than you the Rockets, slam your phone every week. You do this. Other, other than the Rockets, who they had issues with, they had problems winning that game the first time in Houston. Other than them, everyone else is ahead of them in the standings by 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 significant wins here. Okay, four and zero, baby. Okay. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, I'm, and then I'm going to see the bury them tweet, you know, later on, and at, at some point between between Listen. between this episode and next episode. So well, so well. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Sure, I got you. Three and one. Three and one. Okay. Okay. I like it. I say Joelle. two and two. All right. So right. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to say one of us is going to be right here, right? One of us. I know, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> one and three. Oh, we'll see what happens. Unless they just win the Rockets game. <laughs> watch, watch y'all coming next week. Hey, at least they beat the Knicks, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, never listen to Nick at home. Hell no. <laughs> at least they beat the New York Nets, though. You know, that's a good win. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you one thing about this 4 0 prediction. I hate the fucking Celtics right now. I fucking you don't want to you don't want to say it. I can't fucking stand them. Like <laughs> I, I know we had Corrales on, and you know I, I can't just do my whole bit of just fucking raging against the Celtics. And, and like I'm not I'm not a bit, but like this is how I feel. I fucking can't stand. I'm I'm listen. I'm driving around. Listen, listen. <laughs> all right, all right. We're listening. <laughs> no, I'm, listening. I'm driving around. I'm driving around in the morning, dropping off my son from daycare. And I'm thinking in my head at a red light, is Marcus Smart done? Me. I'm thinking that. I'm fucking thinking that. That's rough, bro. I'm also fucking driving past the gas station, pumping my gas, just being like, no, I think we should let go of Brad Stevens, bro. Oh like, hey, I'm fucking thinking that shit. This is not fucking good for me to think. No, right? taking over. They're taking over your day, bro. They're taking over your day. I did. No, no, no. <laughs> that, but those are some dark thoughts for Sean Ducci. Yeah, for me? Dude, your head, bro. For me? To go against Brad Stevens and Marcus Smart in the hey, same fucking day? Hey, hey. That's not good. Hey, there's sunny days, bro. There's sunny days. Remember, these two that you just mentioned were a part of your plan. So your that part of your plan is still is still in effect. So you have so, no one to blame but yourself. It's it's it, it, it's it's really all Sean's plan uh-huh. or, or no Sean's plan. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Maybe maybe Brad doesn't need to coach a superstar. You know, those are your words. You know, averages Look, are averages because they're averages. The I fucking know. And that's why I'm fucking having the fucking anxiety attack saying, what the fuck is wrong with Brad Stevens? Why am I pumping gas? Why am I fucking pumping gas thinking that I should fire Brad Stevens? I should have been <laughs> in that mindset. We're going to have an episode one day. Probably two. We're going to have an episode one day during like the offseason, right? When, when when shit's down news-wise and everything else. It's just... It just Dutra isms, like all the things that Dutra has said. Oh man, it's a long list. <laughs> Over the like, years, this will this will be fucking be part of it, bro. Fucking, <laughs> what it's saying. I don't, I don't, I you know. I will say one thing, one thing before we get into engagement. Yes, hurry the fuck up, Sean. No, shut the fuck up. I hate you, bro. Hey, one thing I gotta say, something is drastically wrong with Marcus Smart right now. Marcus Smart is is. I'm, I was gonna be like Sean. I'm done. I'm out. No, Marcus Smart is fucking on. Ah, okay. Is he is he is he on Siakam level yet? No. I, I thought I was thinking that before the deadline. But I think I, I, think, I think he's okay. Now. I think he's all right. I think, I think the deadline that, that spooked him a bit that that week or a couple games before the deadline. Yeah, I saw I, that. Nah, I think it's I think it's beyond that. I think he rushed back, and I think he's on some stuff that is literally making him think. And and not listen to his teammate like uh, market. So so, bro, are you watching that? Um, uh, what is it? Uh, that uh, peel the the freaking the uh, the, the he revamped the um, the scary the series or whatever. Oh the wow! Yeah. Are you been watching that? Like this is like the beginning of a Twilight Zone episode where the the, <laughs> famous, the famous basketball player went under some regular routine, you know. Uh, rehab and, and the pills had a, a, a bad after effect. Like I, I feel like that's what you're getting at right now. Bro, I think that happens more often than not. Nah, man, I just think it's like you know the uh, the free throw, the uh, throwing the ball across court with point threes left, and it would have affected you know New Orleans, not the Celtics. I think those are just getting like extra extra attention because it's because it's smart. That's all. No, I don't think so at all. Because because you know why? Like, okay, I'm just. I, I, 
Give the phone. Just say it. Go. One fucking minute. I keep saying it and be concise. For the love of Christ, be concise. All right. Here's what I'm saying. Something's up. Marcus Smart seems to be. Every time in the past when Marcus Smart would make a bad play, he would make like four or five good plays and everyone would forget about it. Marcus Smart gets thrown out of the game. Marcus Smart also in that game figured out a way to affect the game. Or the next game he would come out and be worldly defensively. Something's going on right now where Marcus Smart is making boneheaded plays and only making boneheaded plays and he can't defend the three-point line. Something's going on with Marcus Smart right now. I'm not going to figure out what it is. I hope he just punches a glass and has to rehab again or whatever it is because he needs time off of basketball because I don't think his mind is in basketball and that's a problem and I'll just leave it at that. Well, I thought you know a month and a half off was pretty it's pretty Well, I consistent. thought so too, but maybe he needed 3 months off and maybe he's on some shit to make himself feel better. I don't know. All right. Allegedly Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway. My exclusive one-on-ones with NBA players and NBA coaches, including this one with Marcus Smart. Is that an opinion you share with a lot of other people around the league? That that yeah. star treatment in terms of like some an incident like that? Yeah, I mean I think I think it's 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 just one of the elephants in the room. We know it, we see it. Right. I mean it's obvious, you know. It's been obviously for years. You know, this is how it works. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway and, of course, the Causeway After Show. All right, let's take our trip around the league and wrap up this episode the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. Joel, in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what did we miss? Well, uh, Sean Ducha's worst nightmare occurred this week with the uh, Utah Jazz. That he'll never come to the Celtics? No, no, no. We're talking about the Utah Jazz and their uh, plane accident-ish uh, experience when they... Yeah, uh, hit me. I didn't hear about this shit. Oh, uh, shit. You know? I saw the headline, but give me the, uh, give me the deets. All right. So, you know, members of the Utah Jazz, obviously, they feared for their lives after the team charter plane collided with a flock of birds shortly after oh. takeoff. How caused, high up were they? They were causing... An, it, it caused an engine fire and failure and forced for an emergency landing, you know, so... Uh, Obviously, <clears throat> obviously, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of players that, uh, uh, you know, their moment there. But according to um, Mike Conley, I got a good quote from Mike Conley for a good 10 or 15 minutes. I think all of us on that flight were questioning if we were going to be here today. That's how serious it was for us. I can't speak for everybody, but I know that guys were trying to text family just in case, you know, it was that kind of situation. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> somebody, somebody freaked the fuck out. Someone, actually, <laughs> you know, who it was? He's not going to dime him out, but someone freaked out on that plane. Hey, you know, you know what I saw? I didn't know that this fucking happened, but I saw the Rudy Gobert, um, the two, pictures, two pictures by by each other. Like, oh, okay. Like it was like Rudy Gobert at the press press box, and then like Rudy Gobert like touching all the microphones. And then it was like, Rudy, get out of the cockpit. And he did, like, touch all the microphones and then left the cockpit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so now it makes fucking sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. Now you're like, what the yeah. fuck does that have to do with anything? Now yeah. you know. Crazy. Know. If, 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 so, yeah, for those who don't know, you know, other than our, 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 our day one fan, Sean is not a big fan of flying. Okay? So. 
I don't like fly. I, two things I don't like in this world. In other fly. words, Sean would be that guy freaking the hell. Yeah, yeah. Flying and Rudy Gobert. And if that thing happens at the same time, I'm literally murdering Rudy Gobert. I love how your first reaction is, how high were they? <laughs> <laughs> how high were they? And did they run out of nips while this was going on? You know why I say how high were they? Because you know what pisses me the fuck off? Not that high, obviously, because it was shortly after takeoff, but you know. Yeah, which yeah. is what I mean. Like if if if, if, you're, birds. if you're in takeoff and the plane crashes, you're probably gonna be all right because those fucking assholes that are in Alaska <laughs> fucking up there fucking flying in the worst weather of all time, just fucking crash and survive. And I fucking can't stand those motherfuckers because I'm like, yo, I'm in a plane and I'm I, if, if, if I crash, I'm going to die. But you're out there fucking risking life and limb flying the fucking plane and you're going to crash and survive because you find a fucking you find a fucking a plane to fucking land into. You know, it is what it is. man. It happens. All hey, right. you know, happy they don't Absolutely. die immediately on impact, but they'll die in the frozen wilderness of Alaska. Go ahead. In case you missed it. Um, another another uh, a story here for Sean. Uh, Demarcus Cousins oh, no! reportedly uh, in line to sign a ten day contract with the Clippers next week. He is currently quarantining in L.A., so it's still in the works. It's not official, but it looks like it's heading that way. But it's a ten day there, Sean. So there's still there's still some hope for you. It's a good pickup. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, uh, of 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 Demarcus Cousins, one day maybe maybe becoming a Celtic. I don't know. Don't want to get your hopes up. Slay. <laughs> Slay. Let me ask you a real question. Every time I say bring DeMarcus to Boston, to Boston, you say there's a reason not to. What's the reason not to right now? No, I never say there's a reason not to. I just say the biggest reason why it's never going to happen is because it would have happened already. Yeah. The Celtics have had so many opportunities to get him, and there just hasn't been even like a, a remote like but report or speculation outside, like the, outside of reports of people that just want to see it happen or think it's a good fit. Yeah, the fact that he's been a free agent for a couple of months now, <laughs> you know, why they wait until yeah. they wouldn't wait, they wouldn't wait until now to be like, ah, he's gone now, we missed out. Like, you think they would have did that with Lamarcus Aldridge? Like, no, they would have signed him immediately. Do you, do, you think, do you think that that time that he got thrown out of? The game in Boston, but two times he got thrown out of the game in Boston. He said some shit to Brad Stevens. No, I just they they just think he's a he's a freaking nut not a nutcase. I shouldn't say that, but what's what's the word I'm looking for? They think he's a hothead. You know, they don't want to deal with that. I mean, there were two times in the Garden. Every the two two years in a row when I wanted him on the Celtics. Every time he came to the Garden, he got thrown out before the first half. <laughs> Sean's like, I want that guy. I want that guy. That's the guy I want. Did he get into it one time with Marcus too? Ironically, I think that's yep. one of the other time. He right? tossed him. Yeah, he, like, he did. He tossed he did. him like a rag doll. Yeah. Feeling, you know what? I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he walked off the court and said, "You motherfucking crackers." Oh, I no, Mika, because one time that he got ejected, or I don't know how many times he's been oh, overall. He that was a Saturday game. There was a bunch of security. Yeah. We're trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Mad this, of them. The the yeah, it was somebody in the it was somebody in the stands that apparently got you know that lifetime ban quote that. You know, called them a derogatory the, the uh, term there, racist term right. there. That's what I mean. So maybe, 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 maybe it's the other way. Maybe somebody said that said that to him, and he's just like, "Hey, Danny, I know you keep calling me, but I'm never fucking playing for Boston." Yeah, but some, yeah, but some, oh, that, thanks, you brain tree assholes, you fucking <laughs> Quincy motherfuckers, you fucking Southie ass motherfuckers. South Fuck Shore you. kid, that's where you live at, dude. Okay, don't 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 dish, don't oh, dish where not, you're from. I'm not, 
I'm not. I'm not fucking. I'm not saying that I don't fucking claim South Shore, mm. but fuck the South Shore because hey, they're hey, the hey. reason why Marcus. Hey, Brockton Harbor. Don't get Brockton Harbor bad name here. All right. Yo, Brockton yeah. Harbor never dropped out, man. They're just starting out. Don't I know, worry. man. Come on, man. Don't don't Brockton, ruin it for them. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying their best to survive Brockton, here. Brockton Harbor knows the fucking rules, kid. All right. You Yo, got Brockton Harbor is the only sign in Massachusetts that welcome the Brockton Harbor sign that like it says 2020 on it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> EST. Since 2020. 2020. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? The essence is the mayor. The law, and then and then underneath this in quotations it says the last year. <laughs> <laughs> the last year. And I put a sticker of Cosby Street right next to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Got you. Got you. I got you. The first street, the first street in Brockton Harbor is Cosby Street Ave. There you go, <laughs> Cosby Street Ave. <laughs> You should cause a street place, cause maybe. Street that's street probably the best bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Causeway Street Ave. It's just the name of the street. Everyone's like, is it Causeway Street or is it Causeway Ave? Like, no, it's Causeway Street Ave. Like you, put it, you put it in the GPS and it doesn't know. And GPS is like, yeah, it could be both. You know, There's a pissed off mailman just circling the block being like, this makes no sense, bro. No fucking sense. Like, it's one or the other. Come on. Causeway Street and a Causeway Street Ave. I don't get it. Causeway Street Ave. Oh fuck! Yo, if you don't put Brockton Harbor, yo, the GPS doesn't know. No yeah, that's out. right. That's first right. First off, first off, Brockton Harbor doesn't exist. It's two different. It's two different zip codes, bro. Two different zip codes. <laughs> we just make up a zip code, bro. We just fucking go like Brockton Harbor. Just random numbers together. Yo, this, this I'll be like, yo, code. just put yo. Make sure it starts with O two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm it's like throw it's like O two five one eight or some shit. It's some random <laughs> fucking numbers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there. I won't move if we get Brockton Hopper doing big things, bro. <laughs> Brockton Hopper going. I'll be the mayor. It'll be fine. I won't move. No okay. Brockton doesn't have a harbor. Yeah, we'll make a fucking harbor, kid. We'll yo, freaking find enough just, water. It was just, you know, it was just discovered in last last year, right? So no, don't worry. It's, we'll gonna, it's, it's gonna catch time, on. It's gonna catch on. It's gonna catch brick on. Brick. Brick 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 brick, Sean. You go into any CVS in Brockton and it's in and there's apparently a lake in Brockton that had a tragedy, a lake in nineteen thirty two book about. So, you know, I fucking sent that shit to you the other day. I was I was in CVS at like midnight the other day and I fucking was like Holy shit, that's fucking Brockton Harbor, bro. How do you fucking <laughs> lake in Brockton? Why is that? Why don't I fucking know about it, you know? <laughs> There's a fucking lake in Brockton. <laughs> there was a tragedy at fucking like Shenandoah Lake in Brockton. And I'm like, they wrote a fucking book about Brockton Harbor, bro. I didn't fucking <laughs> There's a Brockton Harbor, dude. There's a lot in Brockton Harbor, dude. <laughs> if there's a lake, it ain't a pond. It's a lake. It's, it's a lake. Brockton Harbor. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's Harbor. That's number. That's Harbor rules number one, bro. Well, Harbor, Harbor one on one, right there, bro. You gotta have a lake. Got it. Got it. You got <laughs> it. Pond. If it's a pond, eh, it's not, bro. It's nah, not nah, nah. It's so gotta be a lake. Gotta be a lake. At least a lake. If, if it's not, if it's All not. Right, what else we miss, man? I gotta yeah. get to Atlanta, man. All right. All right. In case, in case you missed it, uh, another uh, free agent that that the Celtics missed on Andre Drummond, the newest L.A. Laker, will Not be out. Man. Will be out yeah. for a game or two with a right big toe injury. Motherfucker, see, play see, like he's, he's barely played his first game, already injured. See, imagine, imagine hey. the Celtics, the Celtics would have, they would have had to have cut Luke Cornett to bring him on, and he would have gotten injured. He would have. He would have no. We would have suffered that no, injury. I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed because I, I no like porn, I like Luke. No drumming, nothing. No, I like Luke. I don't like I like Luke over fucking 
Wagner, okay? So that'd be a, that would have been a horrible move if they had cut. Hey, Cornet, Cornet, I like him too. I like him. I I actually think he he can actually uh, contribute to this to this train wreck of a team right now, and you know things might things might look up. You know, just just trying just trying to maintain the positive. All right, so you know who could contribute. You know who could contribute this to the team pretty well, like a guy like Daniel Tice. I would love a guy. Like- <laughs> Yo, is this the Cedric Maxwell podcast? Yo, you and. <laughs> Yo, real talk, real talk. They didn't really He's have serious, to. Though. They didn't really have to trade him. They did that for you know, obviously for for the luxury no, tax. But that was there was no real reason to be like, yo, tax has got to go. You know what I mean? But whatever, it is what it is. By the way, he's only picked up two fouls in these two games as a bull. So <laughs> the war, the war on tax, I think is over. Well, next time when you got a wide open three, you better make it, bro. <laughs> That's the reason why he's gone. Would avoid all of this, bro. Would've That's the reason the why he's gone. <laughs> Way they trade him after they hit that three, and also, yeah. I'm, <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm actually a little about that three every day, bro. Every day he thinks about that three. He's like, Why did I miss it? I shouldn't it's have like missed a, it. He's like, It's, it's, it's incredible what a, it's yeah. incredible what a rim can, how a rim can alter your life, you know? For real, for real. Brooke Lopez was coming at him like Scal. The first time Scal was right all year was saying, "Why did he fade away? He should have went into contact." Brooke Lopez was coming right at him. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it was um, what's her name from ESPN? She was like, "Yo, you should just let him like fall into his body. He would have been shooting three shot, three three free throws. You know, that could have altered his whole life right there." So correct. <laughs> that's when da- that's when Daniel freaking looks up and goes, "I'm Daniel Tice, but no one, <laughs> no one's gonna get I don't get any foul. It would have been a foul called on me somehow." Yeah, <laughs> I would have been called for an offensive foul for sticking out my leg. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> so the fans would have been like, "Fucking Tyson." Yeah, and then and then and then Brook Lopez would have been shooting three shots and say, like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck was he? Why is he I, shooting three? It's just I avoid, contact, I avoid contact every time I fucking can, and I get fouled, <laughs> called fouls, you know. And in case you missed it, the trial of former police officer charged with killing George Floyd in Minneapolis has begun this week. Floyd died last night after this officer at the time placed his knee into Floyd's neck and held it there for 8 minutes and 48 seconds. The police officer has since been fired and is standing trial for second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So as always, hashtag justice for George Floyd, hashtag justice for Breonna Taylor, hashtag justice for Jacob Blake, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag stop Asian hate. And let's love each other. All right? Uh, Joel, I don't know if you got it, but in case you missed it, Final Four, who you got? Final UCLA, Four? Ah. UCLA, Baylor, Gonzaga. Who and, gives a shit? Uh, you really like this this year? Gonzaga, um, Houston. That's who Houston, Houston. Oh, I'm going with Houston. I'm going with Houston. That's the Cinderella team, right? The ones that were like, no one gave us any credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, no, UCLA is definitely, UCLA is the. Uh, no, UCLA is the one they just upset to get into the Final Four. But I'm, 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 I'm going Gonzaga, yo. I think the basketball guy is going to bless them real quick. You know, like this is the, it's, this is it. You know, they've always had the underdog story. And Adam, Adam, Adam Morrison, you know, he's going to be really happy, you know. They're destined, you know. They're destined yeah. to do it. I think UCLA has a real chance to win it all. UCLA is a good team. Well, then we shall see. You know, it's never, it's never what you, it's never what one, one most of the time expects who's going to win. It's just, that's why, that's why people love college basketball. It's always just upsets and shit. Well, the thing about Gonzaga is Gonzaga, like, always, they're either a number one seed or an upset team and they make it far, but they never have made the break. Like, they never made the, the, the push to get to win the final, to win the championship or even get to the championship, really. Yeah, yeah that's true. 
So I, I just see them getting beat in the Final Four. I see them getting beat. And I think UCLA is going to be going to be the team that comes out of this. And I'm going to put it right here. UCLA, baby. Put your money on UCLA. You're right here first. <laughs> all right. And that's it. That's all I got for this edition. Real well. Of, uh, in, in, case, well in case you missed it, a quick shout out to Papa Pavone. He had a, a small procedure done this week, but he's at home resting. So, you know, get well soon, Kincho. We love you. And, you know, I just hey. want, to, want to, you know, shout him out real quick there because he's one of our, if not our biggest listener. Hey, you know what? Papa Pavone. He's, he's fan, fan from day one. Yo, I love Papa Pavone. Me and him, we can talk soccer for days, kid. <laughs> <laughs> we can yes. talk soccer for yes. days. Yes. Yeah. He loves himself. Yeah, believe it or not. Loves himself some Sean Dutra as well. Uh, he's, he's a huge fan of Sean. So, yes, yeah. very, very, very big Sean. <laughs> big fan of Sean. Hey, you know what, too? You know what, too? There's still that, 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 that one day that we can talk about. If we want to talk about it, maybe after hours, but that one day. <laughs> hey, we got into soccer. We drink about ten that's, beers. That's one, that's one of Ducha's favorite day drinking days ever. <laughs> yeah, that was yo, that was such a vibe, bro. I love that day. <laughs> yeah. that was, a, yo, stay tuned after hours. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. And speaking of after hours, subscribe to the After Hours Patreon. Yo, you still got a chance if you still want it. <laughs> get that, that jersey. <laughs> yo, you get on it. Jersey now. That's right, Luke. Luke, before before he gets cut or whatever. Hopefully he doesn't, but you know. You got, you got, you got like another what twenty games before anything can happen. Who knows? Even before. Or if that. you're an, or if you're an Orlando fan, you can get a fucking, you know, Evan Fournier. Oh jeez. Oh for ten jersey. Oh, I knew it. So we're gonna, some some creative is gonna come out of you. Anyways, uh, hit us up on our all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. And that's it. Word. All right, guys. See y'all next week. Good show, and you know what? Shout out to Corrales once again for blessing us with his appearance. For oh, his, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Corrales. Uh, guys, if I do the Magic City thing, I will let you know. Oh, that's right. You're heading down uh, south. Um, I want to hear some booty claps. I just want to just tell you. <laughs> I should get the recorder out. No, not, not even, not even. He, he calls us. He call, He's going to call me and Sean like on like on three-way, and now over here, are we going to be like, oh, what's, what's good, bro? Are we going to hear us? I'm like, yo, Lou, yo, Lou Williams, say, say what up to my boys. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Don't stop. Yo, I'll, Pop send that, you, I'll, send you a, I'll send you $100 right now if you just go to the private room, whatever, just be like, hey, I'm going to give you $100 extra dollars just to clap on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Not with your hands. But yeah, if you do no. see Lou Williams, yo, yo get, a, get, get a drop real quick. <laughs> All right, real quick. Real quick. I, I was talking to my buddy Lorenzo, who who uh, is an astrophysicist, but has a lot of family in Atlanta. And I was talking about the Lou Williams. We were talking about the NBA trade deadline, and he was like, he was like, "Oh, you Lou Williams going back to his hometown?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But he goes, "Yo, I saw Lou in the club, and I know he loves Atlanta." You know, he sure <laughs> does. He <laughs> loves lemon pepper wings. Make sure you get that on the menu this way. Uh... Yeah. I'm gonna try them out. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be my first time eating at the, at the city bar. There you go. Never go wrong. All right. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Till next time. Peace out.